like so many others, who you are is largely a result of your past. We have so many positive and not so positive experiences that we start to doubt ourselves and our place in this world. Let the healing process start now. Welcome to Shift Happens with Karin Weary and co-host Ida Serena Lee. When you start to focus on healing from the inside out, you'll learn so much more about your own health, your well-being, and your state of mind. Once you've started on that, the rest gets a little bit easier every day. Now, here is your host, Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee. Hello, everyone, and happy Tuesday. Today is not just any old Tuesday. Today is November 3rd, 2020, which in the U.S. of A means Election Day. I am Karen Weary. I am your host of Shift Happens. And boy, oh boy, has there ever been a lot of shifting, shift happening in the world, and especially today. So I'm not going to talk about Election Day. Uh, however, the topic for today is uh, how a hero's, the hero's journey can be used for personal development. Because what we do here is a lot of the shift that we make happen here is done internally, whether it's through nutrition or spiritually or other ways. It does come from the inside. Now, we have been on quite a journey in 2020, all kinds of trials and tribulations. And we are actually going to be talking about this journey on multi-levels. And so worldwide, 2020 has been quite an awakening for many people. And, you know, there are some people who uh, talk about, you know, 2020 as having been very, very challenging. And now, for other people, you can kind of flip it around and it's all always depends on how, what perspective are we seeing things from? What are we taking away? Are we in too close or do we zoom out from the situation? Because what if 2020 was your best year ever? Think about that one. <laughs> I can honestly say for myself that 2020 has been a really good year on so many levels. And I'll talk a little bit about that. And so, uh, you know, what were the things that you did or did not do in 2020 that made you come to that conclusion, whether 2020 was your best or your worst year ever? Um, and so here's the thing is that, you know, one of the things that, that really helped me through this year also was some of the things that have made my my this year such a great year for me is for one I got to work from home a lot and on with this one part so instead of having to drive all the way to the big city which is an hour and lots of traffic and whatnot I got to work from home which was such a blessing because I love my home and I really wasn't spending a whole lot of time there so I've really gotten to enjoy my home. And now I was also very fortunate that I was an essential and, uh, you know, I did not lose my job. I didn't lose income from it. So that was, you know, thank God for that. Um, so very grateful for that. Totally. And what had happened actually last year, um, next week will be a year ago, I met 
the man who's in my life. And that has been such an amazing, tremendous, beautiful experience and journey that we've been on. And of all the time, you know, to come together in the place that we were at the time, emotionally, with our life experiences have put us in this place where you were. So we were so ready for the challenges of what was coming up. And it has been so beautiful because when, how do you really get to know somebody? I mean, anybody can uh, be put on a good front when everything's all hunky dory. But when we're going through challenging times, that's when you really get to know another person. So it's been this beautiful time of really also getting to know how do how does the other person handle when things are uh, a little out of whack? <laughs> and so to be able to be there for each other during a time such as this and, and support each other through this time has been incredible and really deepened that relationship in a way that probably just might not have happened if it hadn't been for all of the stuff that happened in 2020. So today, what I'm going to do is first, I'm going to go over what the hero's, hero's journey is. And, and there's, there's steps and parts and pieces to it. Then we're going to take a, a closer look into uh, the, different, the, the different parts of the journey. And then there is this whole part of uh, well-meaning people who are kind of disguised as uh, as uh, wolves and sheep, so to speak, that um, sometimes can deter people from going out and taking risks and and taking the hero's journey. So we'll get a little bit into that too. And and which one are you? In, in the lives of the people around you, friends, family, children, etc. Which one do you want to choose to become consciously once you become aware of what this is? And, uh, you know, in reality, really, this is all about transformation, right? This is why I talked about the many levels for our world, for the country, you know, personally in our lives, in our business life, in our inner life. And, you know, really my life started being about transformation at a very early age. When I was five, my father died and uh, we were over here in the U.S. in Houston, Texas, and my mother was legally blind. And because of that, she decided that she probably needed to go back to her native Denmark. And so there I was. At, by then, by the time we moved, I was six. And that was the beginning of the transformation of, of my life being about transformation. And it was so not my choice, obviously, <laughs> because it all started with a very tragic situation with my father dying. And I was totally the daddy's girl. Loved my dad. And so, and here I am now uh, in this stage of my life where, not stage of my life, I chose as a career to be about transformation. And truly, my goal in life is to never stop transforming. It's always about growing because uh, for me, the worst case scenario would be that I would be the same person uh, you know, now, if I look back a year from now, 
I don't want to be the same person I was, no matter where I was in that place. Even if I really like where I was and I was a good, in a really good place, there's always room for more growth. And um, because that's really where the juiciness is. And then I'm going to uh, wrap up this uh, show, this episode today, talking about how transformation happens when you work with me. And it's pretty gosh darn cool and exciting, if you ask me. So what is the hero's journey? I'm actually, I was inspired uh, to talk about this uh, because I came across uh, a uh, well, no, I had the thought first, and then I came across uh, an article by someone named Scott Jeffrey. I don't know who he is other than that. When I Googled Hero's Journey, his article came up, and I really liked it. So <laughs> so what he talked about is that treasure, love, reward, approval, honor, status, freedom, and survival, these are some of the things that we uh, associate with the hero's journey. And... The thing is that it's really about leaving the comfort and security, or shall we say, illusion of security of our home and stepping out into the world, out into the unfamiliar and being faced with the trials and tribulations that the unknown world uh, serves up for us. And overcoming all of that and then returning uh, with whatever the quest was, so to speak. And, you know, through this whole journey, you do not return home the same person that that left. You have grown. You have had experiences. You have overcome obstacles and challenges and difficulties. And when you do that... Um, you change and you many times find out how resourceful you are. You, uh, rather than being scared and fearful, you tend to get more comfortable in your own skin because you learn that you can trust yourself. You learn that you are capable. And, you know, this is something that, uh, uh, I see this sometimes. I talked about this, I think, last week uh, in the show when parents, they, uh, they, they, they do this out of love usually. And they cater to their kids and do for them what they already do know how to do or certainly should know how to do. And the example would be, you know, uh, I, I was just coming across somebody who has a a child who is 40 years old or so and the parent is still paying for their rent and paying for a lot of their other things well guess what this person 40 year old child is not going to have any motivation whatsoever if they haven't showed it by now they're not going to you know conjure up any motivation for themselves to go out and find a job and become self-sufficient because it's been served up for them for 40 years. <laughs> and, and and that really is doing a disservice, a huge disservice, both to the parent who is still struggling and working hard and, and putting all this money out 
to an adult child who should be out there taking care of themselves and maybe starting to take care of their parent, maybe. Um, and for the child, and, you know, and here's the thing where we uh, can get caught up in this part of, you know, but I, but if I don't do this, they'll be out on the street. Well, you know what, maybe if they're out on the street or maybe if they're before they're out on the street, they realize and they know you're not going to come and bail them out, they will actually conjure up some motivation to go out and find a job and keep a job and move on from there. Um, and so you really, again, do a disservice to your child as well when you continually go out and you bail them out one time after another, after another, after another, because they learn that you don't trust that they're capable of taking care of themselves and they learn that they don't have to and so there's also that entitlement uh, piece that comes with that I really don't like and you know uh, on the inside they probably also don't trust that they're able to do things you know so Anyway, I don't need to delve in any more into that. But what is actually the journey, the different steps and stages of the hero's journey? Well, it starts out, there, there are three main stages. So one is that, um, you know, that they are in their zone of comfort and they go ahead. Well, basically, there's the departure, the initiation, and the return. Those are the three main stages of the hero's journey. So if you delve in a little bit deeper into it, there is the step one where uh, they're in the ordinary love, uh, world, <laughs> that where they, the, the, the world of comfort that they're known and, and they are very familiar with that place. Then step two is there is the call for adventure. And it's kind of that oh, I need to go out and see the world or I need to go out and experience something or there is some quest you have to go on. And then there is crossing the first threshold. That's step three, meaning where you've made a decision and now you're, you've gone out. And sometimes there's something that happens where you can't come back at least the same way. Then there's the... Step four, trials, friends, and foes. So we have challenges and, and people who are friends or look like they're friends and foes. And then there's step five, the magical mentor. You know, so our mentor with a supernatural aid. So like Obi-Wan Kenobi or, you know, um, um, you know, some of those people. And then there's the dragon's lair. So you have to go in. That's more trials and tribulations. And the moment of despair is when it, it, you're right there where it, you're about ready to give up. It just seems hopeless, too much, it's overwhelming. But pushing through there is then the ultimate treasure. And once you've captured that ultimate treasure, whatever that may be, then you're homeward bound. And then step 10 is the rebirth and the champion's return. So we're going to delve a little bit more into, into uh, that. So, so here's the thing that when 
person, a person, uh, you know, has the call for adventure. I, I can share a little bit about, you know, where I a couple of times early in life made my own uh, call for adventure, and and one was when I uh, was finished with grade school and it was time for me to go to high school. I had different options of where I could go. And I decided I needed to go somewhere that was not in my hometown because I was really tired of my hometown. I wanted to go out and see something different. Even if I was just taking the bus over there, going to school and coming back home, it was something different. And it was also scary. I also chose high school where most of my uh, the people that I went to school with up until then were not going. Um, now, I, I was not the popular kid, let's just put it that way. And so I wanted to meet other people, although that was also super scary for me because I was so deathly shy and it was, it was horrible. Um, so, but I still wanted to go out there and do something different. And so I did. And it took me about a year to get comfortable in that school. Yeah, a whole year. Um, And that's where I made friends with someone who's still my friend to this day. A beautiful, beautiful friend who really helped to get me out of my shell because of how she was. And so that's one of those stepping out into the call for adventure, stepping out, meeting people and, you know, getting through the trials and tribulations and so on. And then the next big step uh, where I did had a call for adventure was after high school and some other things that I did, I decided, you know what, I wanted to, I wanted to step out and, and go live somewhere else, travel, see. I didn't know what all was going to happen. So I packed up my suitcase, bought a one-way ticket, and uh, I was 21, and I flew over here to the U.S., yeah, I wanted to go to Australia, but I was a U.S. citizen, so this made it much easier. No no red tape for me to come on here. I do not like paperwork, for those of you who don't know me. <laughs> so, so that was the next step. Um, and just figure it out from there. So uh, transformation has always been something that's exciting for me. And um, just to go out and have that challenge. So um, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the trials and tribulations and more about how can we use this hero's journey as part of our developmental growth and use it as a, you know, make the choice to make it back. We will be right back after these few messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Healy is a holistic wellness device used to balance and support the body's bioenergetic field. 
It can analyze imbalances on our physical, mental, emotions, and energetic fields and recommends programs and frequencies to bring them back into balance. For your complimentary analysis, contact Karin Weary at 386-848-5170. Visit her website at insightscounselingcenter.com or reach out to her at karinw at insightscounselingcenter.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to Karin W at Insights Counseling Center.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K A R I N. Now, back to Shift Happens. Hello and welcome back to Shift Happens. I am Karin Weary, your host, and today we are talking about the hero's journey as personal development. And here we are on Election Day here in the U.S., November 3rd, 2020, talking about this journey that we can go on. So now the hero's journey is in overall, there are three stages. There is the stage one where you're in your comfort zone and we still feel safe there because this is what we know. And then stage two and three, however, that is the unknown. That's where we leave our, our comfort zone, which means that we have to let go of safety. Well, what seems like safety, because here's the thing is that it's usually an illusion of safety. And that one can really get us in sticky situation, or we can really let a lot of things slide in that situation. That in when we don't recognize, we don't stay awake. And I don't mean alert like, oh gosh, I'm in danger alert, but just stay awake and keep an eye open on what is going on. There are times and things that can happen where we are letting different kinds of freedoms, different rules, different, you know, whether it's a freedoms in a relationship or freedoms in a country, just slide by and thinking that it, these things are in, are in place in order to keep me safe, whether it's, you know, okay, so, you know, my boyfriend uh, calls and checks in on me all the time because he wants me to be safe. Well, I'm a grown woman. I don't have to be checked in on all the time in order to be kept safe. So that is something that could be a red flag of that there is maybe some control issues in that relationship. Um, Some of these things can be really subtle when we don't stay awake to them. So it's always about just being aware of how do you feel and recognizing that things can change and that's okay as long as we stay alert. Um, when we 
don't marry a particular opinion or belief system and we are able to be open-minded enough that when we get new information, maybe this belief system or this situation that we had going on, which at the time before we'd had this other information, seemed like a great thing, is no longer a great thing. So now that we have new information because we are open-minded enough to be able to take in new information, then maybe this other belief system we had no longer works. So that's really important to be able to be open enough to do that. So uh, let's say, for example, um, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people, for example, they are raised you know, maybe with a religious belief or a moral belief or whatever that, oh, once you marry, that's it, and you you should never, ever, ever get divorced. And I'm not a proponent of getting divorced. I'm a proponent of healthy relationships. And there are times where uh, divorce is the best thing, not always the best thing as in yeah, we want to celebrate it, but there are just some relationships, whether they're toxic or abusive, or it's just that these this relationship has ended, and trying to force something to back to life is like trying to revive a dead horse. <laughs> Sometimes it's just not going to happen, and we have to accept that and move on. So, um, here is uh, a quote from Abraham Maslow, who he um, wrote in, in his book, Toward a Psychology of Being, we grow for it with the, when the delights of growth and anxieties of safety are greater than the anxieties of growth and the delights of safety. <laughs> that sounds uh, kind of uh, like an oxymoron. But basically, you know, basically, we have to be Get, start getting excited about leaving safety and that there is something that could be happening that could be much better. Uh, a lot of people, we is, get stuck in thinking that what we have, that's the best ever. But, and anything outside of what we have is just going to be bad. But it could be the other way around, that whatever you have is just what you've kind of gotten used to. And when you step out, there could be something that is way, way better. Um, so, uh, here's the thing, here's something that, um, here, here, here's a statement. I wish I'd spent more time making sure that a dust, any speck of dust never, ever touched, uh, any surface at my home was never, ever stated by anybody on their deathbed. You know, so here are some top re regrets that people on their deathbed have. And the reason why I say that is, this whole idea of leaving our zone of safety. Um, one of the top regrets is not spending enough time with family. So people who work, 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 they uh, were so engrossed into making money, paying the bills, you know, buying material things for their kids and whatnot, but they didn't really spend time with their kids. And then the kids grow up and then they're off on their own. Yep. You know what? It's all over by then. It's not all over, but you've missed their childhood. And and the kids, well, I'm not going to say they don't like the material things, but they would really much rather have you. So, um, 
and and again people come from this place many times where oh i want to give my kids what i wasn't able to have well uh you know that's fine but don't go to the point where you don't spend any time with them because again kids want you not so much all the other things and there are experiences and it's memories that we are creating when we spend time quality time and another thing that uh, is one of the top regrets that people who uh, work with the dying uh, is that they were not a better person. So maybe they were kind of grumpy or angry, went through life like that. So they would, in, on their deathbed, have wished that they were kinder and more patient, more compassionate. And so, uh, and then another one is that they regret not taking more risks. So, you know, maybe taking that job that was on the other side of the country or or going on this worldwide trip or maybe learning how to surf or do something fun, you know. Um, and and the reason why it's, I, I like to look at some of these things is because if we know them early on, we, we don't have to wait until we're, we're on our deathbed to come up with this stuff because it's too late then. Right, so we want to we want to get ahead of things. This is why we're doing we're on the show here. Shift happens, right? We're we're here to make shift happen while we're living and we can experience it. So, um, so yeah. Then here is this other part uh, with the uh, trials and tribulations, friends and foes. Now. Um, so the thing that comes right before then when we have stepped out or we are making the decision to make up uh, to step out of our comfort zone is that we we have an idea we make a decision and that decision could be anything from i want to travel the world i want to write that book i want to go back to college whatever thing it is that you decide in your mind that is something that you want to do and it comes from your heart then that is usually uh, a mark that says, okay, it's time for some change. And now here's one of the things that um, can uh, move this character forward or hold them back. And it all depends on the person. We can't really blame it on the other people. However, this is where I was saying on the last segment that this is the part that I want to encourage you to think about and consider which one are you. So now many, you know, along this journey, the the main character uh, encounters many different obstacles and some people, maybe a lot of people may want to try to stop you from going on your quest and maybe saying that you're unrealistic and you're unreasonable and you're selfish and all these different kinds of things that people like to say, oh, that's not possible. You can't make it to the major leagues. That's impossible. You know, and these dream stealers, they're many times you know, cleverly masked as, as friends and families or, or teachers. And they seem to have positive intentions but they are hindering your development nonetheless. So some examples of that would be, I remember when my son, he was in middle school and it was time to go ahead and start looking at, at high school and, you know, what kinds of, you want to uh, 
sign up for an academy or this, that, and the other. And I remember my son coming home and he was getting good grades. And he said, because I was really encouraging him to, because he had expressed an interest in engineering to go ahead and apply for the engineering academy at the high school here. It, because I thought it would be something that would be more interesting for him. It would maybe be more hands-on, and and I knew that would be much better, a much better fit for him. And the guidance counselor had apparently been in the classroom and and had told them that, well, if you're not making a B or or whatever grade it was you said, then you may as well not even bother, you know, applying for the academies because you have to have good grades for that. And that one set sentence, that one statement, and and my son immediately was giving up. He's like, "No, I, I, you know, I can't do it." And I was even looking at his grades. Like, look, great grades. It's not, you know, they were having the uh, high school uh, meetup or whatever you want to call it, where you could go and all the high schools were there, and you could talk to the different teachers and academies and all that. And he wouldn't go. I had to drag him. And the reason why he was in that place was because he'd had a, a test or two where he didn't do that great, but he didn't do that bad either. And so he was just not in a good place mentally when that guidance counselor came into the classroom and made that one statement. And right there, just like that, it, it switched something in him. And so fortunately, I was able to drag him into that that meeting where and then I dragged him over to the engineering person uh, at the high school and thank God he was able to you know connect with my son in a way you know the way you do with uh, sulky teenagers and and uh, you know he my son he turned around and he turned a corner and we got him back in we got him into the uh, engineering academy in high school so that was just right there, the guidance counselor of the middle school made this big giant blooper. And, and you know, of all people, you would think that the guidance counselor would know better. No. So, so uh, and it could be teachers. I've also had my son talk about teachers, how they would make statements like, oh, yeah, these kids, they just want to make it into the major leagues or NBA or this, that, and the other. And, and just across the board said that that's not possible. So, who knows, how does this teacher know if they don't have a really talented athlete in the classroom that could actually make it? And, and so right there. So it's really a lot about don't put your own sense of limitations on other people. I encourage you, I strongly, I beg you really <laughs> to not do that because you never know what someone else is capable of. We are capable of doing incredible things. And you know what the real, the biggest thing that stops us is, any and all of us, it's our mindset. It's our beliefs. It's all the subconscious stuff that's happening that puts, makes us drive the life of our car like with one foot on the brake. We have one foot on the on the. Uh, the, the thing that makes us go <laughs> and we have the other foot on the brake and and that's uh, you know you could go a lot further if you take your foot off the brake is, is all I'm saying and many times people don't even realize that they have all of these starkly backwards uh, beliefs 
that are holding themselves back and consequently then hold other people back because if that's how you're talking and thinking and doing and especially with young people then those are the messages that the young people are getting and may then uh, take in as their own and you may not even have been aware that this is what you were doing so again I just find it incredibly important and powerful as we go about our life to really uh, take a closer look within ourselves as to what are the messages really that we are speaking, saying, doing, modeling uh, when we are, again, especially when we're around kids, young people, because they pick up on everything. They really do. And these are beliefs, uh, limitations, limiting beliefs, and, and blocks that we have that could be, be generations and generations old. And we weren't even aware of them because they can be so subtle. And they were, uh, the foundation was created many times at birth, you know, from birth on, when before we even had a, a chance or an opportunity to have any of our own thoughts. So, um, so these things are really incredibly powerful. Uh, when we, um, and we, we can do a lot to flip that switch. So, um, and then it's for many times, and uh, many times, not anymore, people are, have a, a wise elder person to look up to. Uh, many kids, you know, kind of are on their own. Um, I, you know, in many ways, I felt like I was on my own too. I did have a couple of people that I would talk to, but they were more kind of uh, casual adult friends. And so it can make life a little bit tougher, but um, it's always possible. <laughs> So uh, when we come back, we are going to talk uh, more about the end of the journey, overcoming these obstacles and returning back. And how does this conscious journey take place uh, when you work with me after these couple of messages? Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Healy is a holistic wellness device used to balance and support the body's bioenergetic field. It can analyze imbalances on our physical, mental, emotions, and energetic fields and recommends programs and frequencies to bring them back into balance. For your complimentary analysis, contact Karin Weary at 386-848-5170. Visit her website at InsightsCounselingCenter.com or reach out to her at Karin W. at InsightsCounselingCenter.com. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to karinw at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. Hello, my friends. We are indeed back to Shift Happens. My name is Karin Weary, and I am here to shift your world. (laughs) So today, we are talking about a hero's journey and how we can use that as a personal development uh, and so what we were going over, the different stages and the different parts of a hero's journey, which um, is, you know, making a decision to leave your safe, comfortable world and then go out into the world and face all the, the, the challenges and trials and tribulations and exciting excitement that comes from uh, stepping out into the world and, you know, learning how to accomplish and problem solve and negotiate and communicate and and have relationships and all kinds of beautiful, magical things. That is what makes this life. Um, And, you know, so uh, I ended the last segment with talking about how these days, many times we don't necessarily have a wise elder person to go to. Um, And, you know, one thing is that, uh, and this is what I do with everybody that I work with, I really uh, teach and guide people to tune into and learn how learn how to tune into their inner guidance because we all have a, a inner wisdom within that whether it's, you know, God-centered or whatever it is, spiritually connected, um, and, and that is your truth. That is different for everyone. And when many times I'll have people ask me, what do you think I should do? And, uh, you know, when it's something specific, I cannot and will not give an answer of what I think because just because I, that's what I would do doesn't mean that that would be right for the other person. And they have to live with the decision. And so what I will do is that I... I tell people to, okay, well, pay attention to when you think about this question or this potential outcome or doing this thing, what do you notice that your body feels like? Because our body is this amazing sensor and and it's communicating with us all the time, but many times we cut that off because then we just stay up here in the head in the cerebral area, which that can be a very... Uh, it be, can be qu- quite the maze, so to speak, that people can get lost in. And this is where people, they get into overthinking and, and, 
anxiety and depression and oh my goodness gracious so we it's many times it's really bad getting the heck out of your in your head and getting back into your body and let your heart really make some decisions for ask your heart because uh, when i have done that for myself or with clients that i work with bam it's right there the answer is there immediately it's so incredible to watch this and to see it where before they were oh you know this pain in their face and then their body was all tensed up and i asked them okay well now go into your heart and ask yourself the same question like boom they light up because it's there in seconds and milliseconds so so that is a, a great great tool and and to learn how to use so the next step of the hero's journey is the going to the dragon's lair so this is where the the biggest challenge happens and you know this it is where you just you can feel totally overwhelmed you know it's it could be one of your biggest challenges and for example, there were several, obviously, um, several in my life that I have shared here and maybe some that I haven't. I don't know. So um, so some were, you know, the college-related, like uh, signing up for certain classes, making sure I got the classes that I needed and, and this, that, and the other, and working and, and going to class and studying and getting the grades that I needed all at the same time. You know, it was always challenging and but some of the biggest challenges for me were when my son was little and and he was having some, you know, behavior problems and, and daycare was not good for him. And so choosing to leave my job, a paycheck, to be with him when we couldn't afford it, that was, that was probably my biggest challenge ever. And a really, really scary time. But so totally worth what came out of that the ultimate treasure of that decision was that he is so rock solid in who he is and he knows what he wants he knows how to visualize he knows how to you know have belief in himself and what he's capable of and he uh, makes just good decisions so he doesn't go out and hang with crazy kids and he doesn't drink he doesn't use drugs because he knows what he wants he is very passionate about what he wants and he's 15 you know so be able to say that at this at this stage uh, of life uh, is a, such a huge blessing and I do not take that for granted at all whatsoever and so uh, you know, then there's the ultimate treasure, which I just talked about what the outcome of, of making that decision for me was, was to see, and this was why I did it. And, you know, for me, I would rather uh, sacrifice my financial situation than sacrifice my child. And so that is the uh, ultimate treasure that I have gotten in our relationship is just so, so good. And now, um, now, many times, the uh, in this case, my personal um, uh, treasure was not financial for him, you know, at the time, obviously. Um, many times, though, it is a, a financial treasure that people go out for. Maybe they want to build their career or, you know, go to college to build a career or whatever it is that they're doing, build a business. And um, however... 
through all the trials and tribulations that they have made it through and the inner personal transformation that has taken place during this journey, that really eventually becomes the prize. And many times there's a whole shift from material to the um, the inner transformation that is treasured. So it's not necessarily, oh, I want that fancy car. It's I want this experience. And you know, maybe I want the experience of being in the, the fancy car. <laughs> uh, but again, it's uh, uh, th- those two experiences are very different. I want the fancy car because I want to show it off versus I want the fancy car to feel what it feels like and have the experience of driving it, what it smells like, what it feels like, you know, how it dries, how it flows on the road and, and so on and so forth. It's not about the external stuff it's like, ooh, all these people are gonna see me in this car and then they're gonna think I'm really cool and really hot and all that kind of stuff. So totally different, completely different perspectives. And the one is obviously much deeper and comes from a different place because, you know, for the person who's there for the experience, if they don't have the car, if they lose it, if it was just a temporary thing, they're, they're great because they had the experience. And it wasn't about having the car. It was about the experience. And now they've had the experience. And, and when you are in that space, you know you can create more experiences because you are resourceful. You can make things happen. And whereas, again, on the other side, it, the people can have a complete breakdown over uh, material things, you know. And so, so that's just a whole different way of living. Um, and so, you know, the thing is that when we can take a look at our own shadows our own areas that we don't like so maybe i don't like that um let's see that hmm so maybe maybe i don't like that um i don't reach out to certain family members very much. And so maybe that's an area that I want to take a closer look at. And and, uh, why is it that I don't like to reach out to these certain family members, for example? And, you know, by constantly looking at our own behavior, not stepping into overthinking, that's never a good thing, but just keeping in a healthy eye on what it is that we're doing and where we are so we can continue again on that process, on that growth process, then we can keep on that that um, journey of growing to where we, um, you know, make a bigger impact because that's really what it becomes about, making an impact uh, in the world and on the people around us because we're more conscious, we're coming from a, a state of consciousness rather where we are responding and we're making conscious choices versus just reacting, knee-jerk reactions. And, uh, and this is where, um, this is where when we work with someone, it can speed up that process much faster. So rather than having to kind of stumble over our own feet when we're in the middle of the situation, that it can be 
much faster and quicker when we work with someone to uh, to reach those, whatever those goals are that we want. When we make the choice to go on this hero's journey, sometimes, you know, we can, uh, maybe the mentor, the wise elder person doesn't show up on their own. Maybe it's somebody that you seek out. And so what I do when I work with people is that I want to lighten the load for people first so that we can allow the flow of this process to happen much quicker. And this is why when I work with people, I always find out what are the different kinds of, of mental blocks or, or negative beliefs, limiting beliefs that, that people have because those are really those glass walls, glass ceilings that people have that hold them back subconsciously. You know, we know oftentimes that they're there. And the way that I work with when I can pinpoint those and we can go ahead and we can uh, knock those out many times in just a few sessions. Uh, and then people are able to get out there and, and soar. So an example would be somebody that I worked with uh, over six sessions. We went through and we processed through some really challenging things uh, or some miscarriages that person had had and there was a lot of resentment. There was an affair that the husband had had. And, you know, there was this person that really had shut down emotionally and just felt like a robot. And had no joy in life, no energy. It was just work, 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 being a mom, being a mom, work, work, work. And by by the time you know that we well, actually after the first appointment, we went. She was able to breathe easier because many times it's like, oh, our muscles are all tense and we feel heavy and such. So. She was able to breathe easier. She was able to feel calmer and feel her body relax. And she was able to sleep. And she was able to start to have fun. She started playing. She had fun with her family. She carved pumpkins. And she didn't worry about having every the house all spick and span. And now she's in a place where she can't wait for her husband to come home, you know, and and rediscover that whole relationship because he's in the military. And so uh, they are rediscovering uh, themselves and each other as a couple. And so that happened in six sessions right there. So it's so much easier when we can clean out this old stuff and this is what we're all about here at shift happens and cleaning out the old so we can go out there and you can shine your beautiful inner light because you know we all have our very own unique special talents that the world needs so again let's go out there go on your hero's journey and find a good person to take you through on it and uh, I will see you next Tuesday. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shift Happens. Please join host Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We wish you continued success as you discover the true you.